Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with your Doug Gottlieb show? Fox Sports Radio. We got a great show for you. I mean, just an outstanding, outstanding show for you. Doug Gottlieb show broadcast live every day from sunny Southern California. Welcome in. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah is our guest, of course. Uh, he has Move the Sticks podcast. He and Bucky Brooks, of course, works with us. You can see him on the NFL Network. You can see that on the NFL Network. And you can hear him call Chargers games um, all year, uh, hear him all year long on our sister station here in Los Angeles. Let's, let's get to a bunch of this stuff. Um, let me ask you about Tua, okay? Take a listen to what Tua said when he, when he was asked if he felt wanted. Not feel wanted. <laughs> That's what I could say. <laughs> Honestly, I I don't I don't base my emotions off of who says anything about me or or who's saying what. I mean, all I can do is is my job and and do it to the best of my capability. 
Um, what what are your thoughts on the Tua situation as it feels like Deshaun Watson's going to be a Dolphin by all reports, and then there's Tua who's you know still playing football and quarterback for the for the team. Yeah, I think that was like the definition of uh, I don't think they hate me, but I just not sure they like me. You know, like that, that's basically what I took away from that quote. Um, but it's, it, dude, I you know whatever you think about Tua, you know, and everybody can say the Jets should have taken Justin Herbert and Tua is not worth where they picked him and and yada yada yada. It's he is in an awful situation, awful. I mean, it just you don't have the backing of your organization. They're constantly flirting with this Deshaun Watson thing, but it never gets done. You're kind of stuck in limbo. Um, you've got an offensive line that's not great. It's just the whole team is not not playing well. So not a great situation for him. When I watched the tape and watched him last week, I thought he threw the ball well. I thought he made, you know, he had the, the interceptions. But, you know, you can't say outside of that. But really, he, he played a pretty good game, made some nice throws. He just doesn't have that big arm to be able to make two or three, you know, throws a game that kind of are the, the separators. But he drove them down, had them in a position to win a football game, and, and their defense couldn't get off the field. So um, I, I don't envy the position that he's in, put it that way. Um, do you feel when, when Roger Goodell said, you know, we don't have enough information, it, it felt like what he was saying was like, look, he can play. It, it, yeah. it, it did feel like he, he said he could play without saying he could play. What are your what's your read into what what and how Goodell said what he said yesterday? Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of what had been reported a little bit, which is he's not on any list. He's not on the exempt list. So, you know, he would be willing to play. You're just going to have to answer the questions and everything that comes along with that. I think that's why, you know, if you're the Miami Dolphins, you prefer for this stuff in a perfect world to be settled as much as it could be settled before you make this trade. And if not, he's got to bake in some type of protections um, into the trade. So I've never thought it made sense for either party to do this trade during this time, even if it meant that you could get him on the field right away. If you're the Dolphins, I just, I felt like this was an an off season move. So maybe, maybe we're talking next week, Doug, and and I'm proven wrong and they pulled this thing off, but it's just, it's a little murky at this point in time. It, It is. It is murky. How big a buyer are you into the Bengals? I, I I always say the same things. You know, I believe in championship teams have two components. They have great quarterback play and they can rush the passer. Um, and this Bengals team is, is getting great quarterback play out of Joe Burrow. Obviously, Jamar Chase is, um, you know, it's going to be within a year. We're going to say he's the best receiver in the NFL. And then you flip it on the defensive side of the ball and they're doing a really jo- good job of getting after the quarterback. So, those things last. Those things are real. Um, that, to me, is why they're going to be around. They're not going anywhere. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, how do you fix the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, I feel like we say it every week, patience and physicality. It's what they need to do, and they just they kind of refuse to do it. Um, it's with Mahomes in terms of the passing game. Get your feet in the ground. Take the easy layups. Take the, take the 5, 10, 10-yard 10 completions. Stop trying to, to make things happen when there's nothing there. The safeties are in the parking lot. They're taking that stuff away. You're not going to be able to get all these deep over shots. Um, don't bail out of clean pockets. You know, those are some of the, you know, bad habits that he's kind of drifting back into, some of the stuff you saw in college. And then just commit to the running game a little bit. I know we're a passing league. I know analytics. I get all that. But you got to run people out of that look. You would see it with Peyton Manning all the time when teams would try and play the Colts that way. 
he got to the point where he just was patient. He would take the easy underneath completions and he would just run the ball. If you're gonna, if you're not gonna respect that at all, he's just gonna keep doing it. And the Chiefs have just not shown any commitment whatsoever to do that. It's baffling to me. It it, it really is. I mean, just singles and doubles, right? And they just keep swinging for the fences. Yeah, yeah, eventually you're gonna scare one of those safeties down, and then then you take your shots. But um, you know, you, you just there's nothing there. There's nothing there deep down the field. But you've got guys underneath an intermediate that are there all day long. Take those. And then you've got an offensive line that's better as, in a run-blocking mode than they are in a pass-protecting mode. I mean, it's just kind of curious how it all came together, but you've got, you've got that entire offensive line can move people in the run game. They're better in the run game. They don't ever run. How do we get to this place where um, now Kyle Shanahan's coaching acumen's been called into question? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think with – with that one, it's he built a reputation because of the offenses that he coordinated, and they had a certain type of quarterback um, that had success playing that way. And I, I don't I feel like he's almost been kind of chasing that Matt Ryan version. And Jimmy gave him some some of that in the year they went to the Super Bowl. But that team was so dominant in every other area in the run game, and as well as uh, you know defensively. I don't think this team's quite as dominant there. And I don't know that, you know, I think some of the criticism is fair. I don't know that Kyle's done a great job of adapting to maybe a little different skill sets for the quarterbacks that he has. Um, and that's in a very limited exposure with Trey Lance. And then that's kind of what we've seen with Jimmy. So I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't uh, have any problem with the criticism being levied at him. He's, he's earned his reputation as a, as a genius and a guru and a great coordinator. But, you know, you look at the win-loss record, it is what it is. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Daniel Jeremiah is our guest. Uh, he's an NFL analyst. You can see him on Move the Sticks or download Move the Sticks as his podcast. Of course, hear him call the Chargers games a- as well. Um, we're going to see the Packers tonight against the Cardinals, but no Alan Lazard. Uh, or is it tomorrow night? Wait, I'm, I'm my night's right, yeah. confused. Sorry. Tomorrow night. No Alan Lazard, and obviously no, no Devontae Adams. Um, I, like... This is a game where the Cardinals obviously favored, and now the number has has jumped. What are your thoughts on the Packers and and kind of COVID running rampant through their wide receiving core? I think it's it's put Aaron in a pretty good spot where he's got a chance to have absolutely no pressure on him um, and go out there and if if they get it done, he's going to get one hundred percent of the credit, and if they don't get it done, it's kind of no harm, no foul, you know, because of who they're down. I still think they're dangerous. Um, I think they get, especially if they get Bakhtiari back. I think they, you know, can try and run the ball a little bit. And uh, you know, Aaron's got—he's one of those guys that can make uh, everyone else better. He can elevate the play of others around him. So he'll get an opportunity to do that. I would not write them off in this game at all. Um, you know, I think they're going to have to keep pace. I don't think they're going to be able to completely slow down this Arizona offense. It's been so explosive and so dynamic. But I have a hard time saying no matter who's, who's playing wide receiver, that Aaron Rodgers-led team doesn't have a chance in a football game. Still Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, do you think that Pete Carroll's time should be up at the end of the year in Seattle? I, I think that they're a team that has a huge decision to make in terms of their roster and their direction. Um, you know, you don't want to be the guy who trades a Hall of Fame quarterback. I wouldn't want to be that guy. When you're when you're thinking about Russell Wilson, uh, but this is a team that's just 
It's got a little bit of a talent issue. Um, it doesn't look like they're close. They don't have a first-round pick next year. They're coming off of a draft where they only had three picks, none of which are going to be you know big-time impact guys. So you're looking at a team that's not super talented right now and is basically going to go two years in a row, you know, potentially without adding big-time impact guys. And their draft record over the past handful of years has not been great. So they're in a they're in a tough spot. Pete's 70 years old. Um, you know, I, I could see them as an organization just saying, hey, is this, is, does Pete really want to do this? I don't think you could let Pete Carroll go. I think it's his decision based off what he's done there. Um, but I, I would just be curious if Pete, you know, wants to go through this all again. How big a buyer are you into the Titans? I think what they do um, has a very high floor. They beat people up in a league where very few people do anymore. So it's a it's a difficult matchup. I think they're rushing the passer really really well. Goes back to kind of my theory on what you need to do, and um, it, it's just it's different. It's it's not like playing Air Force or Navy, but it, in the NFL it almost is because they're so committed to it and and they're just so aggressive and so physical up front. And teams don't see that. So yeah, I think they're they're 100 going to be a postseason team and they're going to be a team nobody wants to face. Now if they can, you know, if they can get everything they need to get out of the uh, you know out of the passing game to get through a full playoff run that'll be the challenge but uh, it's a high floor team uh, the Chargers the team that uh, Dan Jeremiah is the color analyst on the radio for the LA Chargers they take on the Patriots fresh off a stomping of the Jets it's it's really interesting though on how out of sight out of mind right like you go back a couple weeks ago they'd beaten the Chiefs the, the Raiders and the Browns back to back and people are talking about them as an outside threat at the Super Bowl then they go mm-hmm. and and just get their butts kicked uh, by the Ravens, and then they, they have a bye week, and literally nobody's talking about the Chargers. <laughs> I, I, would, I would contend that Patriots, Eagles, Vikings, three games in which they are and should be favored in, and then even Steelers, like this is where if the Chargers are really different, this is where they win three of four or four of four. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I find it kind of – it is kind of funny because when you look at the uh... – the schedules for those teams and you kind of look at the wins that they've had um, and you compare them. So everybody's been, you know, buzzing about the Patriots because of the 54 points they put up on the jets and Mac Jones is playing well. Um, and then you, okay, well, Patriots are, they've won three games. They beat the jets twice and, and they beat the Texans. And you look at the chargers who nobody's talking about, nobody seems to care about. They beat the chiefs, they beat the Raiders, they beat the Browns. Um, so it is, it's a good point about kind of out of sight, out of mind. Now the Chargers got their teeth kicked in by the Patriots last year. I think it was 45 to nothing. So, um, they're going to have to play a heck of a lot better in this, in this matchup than they did last year. And they've got to match the physicality. That's been their challenge. Uh, the Browns ran it down their throats a little bit. You saw the Cowboys do that. Um, and then you obviously saw what the, what the Ravens did. So they've had a bye. They've had two weeks to try and get that stuff figured out, but they're going to have to match the physicality of the Patriots because you know that's coming. DJ, you're the best, man. Enjoy the game against the Patriots. Can't wait to hear your breakdown of the two uh, quarterbacks, the second-year star Justin Herbert and the rookie Mac Jones. You'll be on the call. Thanks for joining us. Yep, and good luck to your Dodgers tonight, Doug. (laughs) My Dodgers. Discover matches all the cash back you earn your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted 99% of the place in the U.S. to take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. My Dodgers. Ramos, you see what you've done? You've linked me in. He thinks I'm a Dodger fan now. Jay Stu, you see what happens? He thinks I'm a Dodger fan. Uh, I don't think he thinks you're a Dodger fan. I think he's just rubbing it in on everybody else. I think so, too. <laughs> okay. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. 
There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Danny Canal in a second. Um, all right, I want you to listen to something here. This is Robert Sala on what the Patriots did. 
it's the NFL. Like it's not like it's Alabama versus William and Mary. I mean, it's it's the NFL. We're professional athletes. If you don't want to get scored on, you you got to stop them. Is it something I would do? Probably not. But to each his own. Jets offensive tackle Morgan Moses told the Athletic that uh, players on the Jets were upset that the Patriots ran up the score. There were certainly a few plays late in the game. Again, this is from the Athletic. Brian Hoyer's 28-yard pass to Nikhil Harry that set up the Patriots' final score of the game. That could lead one to believe that Bill Belichick wasn't letting his foot up the gas. As Robert Sala put it, this is the NFL. Look, my, my take on it, obviously everybody knows that, that Belichick hates the Jets. There is a rivalry there. The score was 54-13, but they didn't have their starters in the game. By the way, Nikhil Harry is barely hanging on to being on the team, and Brian Hoyer's their backup. So I, I'm with you. I don't think you throw bombs and you go with zero blitz, you know, if you're up 30 points in a game. But you also, if you pull your starters, you pull your starting quarterback, you're good. You're, you're good. And, and look, some of it is going to be on Hoyer. But I, I just, I'm, I'm not one of these, hey, if you, you don't like it, stop it. No, I understand there's a certain class and decorum, right? And 20 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. Remember the Jets, look, this is, some of this is on the Jets. They started a rookie quarterback. Their backup quarterback was less experienced than their rookie quarterback. Like, that's on the Jets. I'm not a run up the score guy. I don't think that was the case here. Um, all right, there's a lot of interesting things going on in college football. Uh, I still think Luke Fickle becomes the guy at, uh, at, at, at USC. Michigan, Michigan State this weekend. Obviously, there was uh, Oklahoma State, Iowa State last weekend. And then Oklahoma nearly losing to Kansas, right? That's one of those, you win, but boy, it really feels like a loss. I mean, that's, I think anybody other than Kansas football, um, it feels, it's a survival win. And it's one of those, hey, they saw their own, their own mortality as a football team. But the reality is because it's Kansas, arguably the worst football program in division one football, things are, things are in fact different. Um, I've been killing it with my college picks though. I mean, that's, that's the other part to it. That's, 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 that's the other kind of element to it. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm fascinated, fascinated by Michigan and Michigan state this weekend, two teams that run the ball really, really well. And, and two teams that have put themselves in position, like both of these teams, because they played a bit of a soft non-conference schedule, right? but two teams have put themselves in a position to win the Big Ten, to play for a national championship. But they also both still have games with Ohio State, so we, you know, we don't really know what's, what's what. Yes, Dan? I think that this weekend's slate of games is the best matchups that we have seen all season long. When you go up and down of what is there and what is at stake, not only with that Michigan-Michigan State game, within the Big Ten, you not only have the Penn State-Ohio State game, you actually have Iowa-Wisconsin, which is actually a bigger matchup now that Purdue has kind of faltered. Iowa had their loss, so the Big Ten West is up for grabs. Uh, heck, it's the uh, cocktail party in Jacksonville where you've got Georgia and Florida. It's just a really, really good slate of games from top to bottom. Fresno State and San Diego State playing late on uh, on Saturday night in Carson. Like That's a good showdown. It's just a really, really good schedule this week. Yeah, I agree. Look, I, I think there's a, there's a ton of, of big games and interesting ones, and and we are to the point in the season where you can't say, well, you know, like they, they still have some growing and some maturing, some some evolving 
to do, right? It's, it's all based upon stages. Once you get to the end of October into November, now we're trying to figure out who's at, how good you actually are. Yeah. Texas Baylor could be a good one. Well, that Big 12 is interesting because Oklahoma doesn't have a loss, but they still have Oklahoma State and they still have Iowa State, right? And they, they still have Baylor. So they're still a, and, and they're not pl- playing great football. And people seem to, they figured out, you know, Caleb Williams looked very much like a, like a true freshman last week. So there's still a lot of questions about Oklahoma. And remember, they, you gotta, one of these teams are going to have to beat twice if they want to play in a national championship because they got the Big 12 championship game. Yeah, it's really, it's really good. If, if Georgia were to lose this weekend, let me just ask Danny Cannell because I think he asked this on social media. Danny, if Georgia were to lose this weekend, who should be the number one team in the country? Woo, coming right at it. I like it. Um, I wouldn't have a problem putting Cincinnati up there. I think the AP voters would. I wouldn't be surprised if they had Alabama back at number one saying, oh, well, Alabama looks the part. Yeah, they might have lost to, in College Station to Texas A&M, but look at how they've done recently. So that's a great question. It's a scenario that I really haven't even considered yet because – Georgia's a two-touchdown favorite, but if we've seen learned anything from this college football season, anything could happen. So I like the question. But I, you know what else I think it could depend on? How Oklahoma looks this weekend in a game they're favored by 20. How, like if Michigan dusted Michigan State or vice versa and was super impressive, they would make a case. So that's a great question, though. I wasn't prepared for that one because I think everybody just assumes Georgia's going to walk through Florida, which I don't think is a, 100% given either. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, let me ask you about Michigan and Michigan State. And Michigan and Michigan State. Neither team can throw it really well. Both can really, really run it. Who are you liking that game? So they're kind of mirror images of one another, Doug. And I think it's interesting because their resumes are about the same. Michigan had a nice win out of conference against a Pac-12 opponent in Washington. Michigan State had a nice out-of-conference win on the road in Miami. But Washington or Miami haven't been as good. I trust the talent on Michigan where I would probably lay the four and a half points with Michigan, trust them to win in this one. But what I really like is the under because what you mentioned, while Michigan State has a one running back system with Kenneth Walker the third, uh, you've got two running backs at Michigan that are both toting the rock. But you mentioned it. Both quarterbacks haven't really been asked to throw it. I don't even think Cade McNamara, I think he's attempted four passes when trailing in the season. Like, he just hasn't been in a situation where they need him to throw the ball. Peyton Thorne for Michigan State, a little bit more upside to the outside because they have a couple more weapons at receiver at Michigan State. But overall, I trust Michigan to control the line of scrimmage a little bit more than I do to Michigan State, who's still being new to this party. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Okay, help me out with the Big 12. Like, how can Oklahoma play that poorly against... I, I understand everybody has a stinker and the whole thing. You just got to have one more point, point than your opponent. But, man, that was, that was not good. How can OU do that? So, Oklahoma, I think, to me, has been that... You play golf a little bit, right? When you ham an egg, you know, when you're with a partner and you ham an egg it and you kind of pull it when one guy's bad, the other one's good. That's what they've been doing all season when... The defense was balling out early against Nebraska, holding them to 16 points or holding West Virginia to 13 points because the offense was really struggling. Then it was, all right, well, they kind of ham and egg it. The defense carried them. 
Then they got into some higher scoring games, and the offense was able to carry them. Then they switched to Caleb Williams, and Superman comes in. All of a sudden, the offense you know, gets explosive. Now the defense can't get off the field. And what I thought you saw against Kansas was sort of this perfect storm of bad. Like, it was 11 a.m. local in Lawrence. Nobody was there. Oklahoma had just come off two really emotional weeks where they were in the Red River rivalry where they won in incredible fashion. Then they had their first home game against TCU. You know, people were electric. It was prime time, uh, you know, with Herb Street and Fowler on the call. So there was a lot of energy. And then there was this massive letdown. Now, I am with you, a one-in-six Kansas team, you should not be in that dire of a circumstance. Yeah, maybe a quarter and a half, you're flat. But that was alarming to me that Oklahoma was in that much of a tough game where if Caleb Williams doesn't grab the ball out of Kennedy Brooks' hands when there should have been a – probably should have been a whistle blown for uh, forward progress being stopped, but he makes that heads-up play. They're able to ice the game on that one. That was really, really too close to call. There is no excuse to that. But from all the – and again, from all we've seen in college football this year, Doug, we've seen teams lose. And – a win is a win, and even though it's been ugly, as long as Oklahoma keeps handling their business, even if they're winning ugly, there's no doubt they'll be where they want to be at the end of the season. But they got a couple of games at the end of their schedule. They have Texas Tech, where, again, I mentioned earlier, they're a heavy favorite, 20-point favorite this weekend. They should win. Then they have a three-game stretch, Baylor on the road, Iowa State, and then Bedlam on the road against your Cowboys. The Pokes there against Oklahoma State is going to be a tough out. It's going to be a tough gauntlet for them to run the gauntlet the way they've been playing. They have to get better and stop ham and egging it. They have to get better on both sides of the ball. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Iowa State's doing this thing again where crummy at the start of the season and good now, right? Um, are, like, what do you make of what they've been able to do in every, you know, seemingly every year here the last couple of years and turning this thing around? So I got a lot of heat from Iowa State fans because remember in the preseason, they were a darling pick for the playoff, right, or to win the Big 12 and maybe to be an 11-1 and regular season team and you know have this surprise upside season. And I said, no, I don't see it um, because I do think there is a talent issue there. And I think that was on display with you know the loss at Iowa when it was kind of a struggle for them, and then they get surprised by Baylor. But – this to me is a tribute to Matt Campbell. Like they'll probably end up being nine and three, which is a great season, a historically great season by their standards. If you look at the history of Iowa State football, there's a chance maybe they do find themselves in the Big 12 championship game again. Um, it's a lot about Matt Campbell being able to pull this team together, maximizing his talent. There's also Brock Purdy is a nice college quarterback, but if you're going to win champions at Iowa State, you need, you need to have a difference maker, a guy that's just a wow factor, NFL prospect, player who can run around, who can make plays, who can put the team on his back at certain times. You can't have a game manager and a Brees Hall who you're going to try to run over people and then use play action pass. You've got to have a little bit more dynamic quarterback play, and that was something that kind of concerned me coming in. And sure enough, for the most part this season – that's what you've gotten from the quarterback at this position. So I think they'll, they'll be exactly where I kind of thought they were going to be at the end of this season. Nine wins was a great year for Matt Campbell. And I'll be really interested to see if some of these job openings start coming open because he's going to be sought after. If he keeps pushing away these high, you know, big value offers for big dollars saying, no, I'm good to stay in Ames. I think that to me is something to watch for because there might be some places that are really good fits for Matt Campbell. And it might just be too good of opportunities for him to pass up. 
It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, what do you think about Notre Dame? I think Notre Dame is kind of sneaky right now because I think Notre Dame we should not be forgetting about in the big picture, right? I mean, when we get in the, you know, next week, the first time the college football selection committee is going to come out with their rankings in the AP right now, Notre Dame's 11, but they're only lost to Cincinnati, who is you know number two right now. There's no there's no shame in that. They should be favored every game that remains. They're kind of getting right at the right time. Their offensive line is getting healthier where they were, they were really bad on the offensive line due to injuries and breaking in new talent for the first portion of their schedule. Then they come off the bye. They get right against USC. They should win. They're a tight favorite against this, uh, the North Carolina Tar Heels, who I think could present some problems for this weekend. They're a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I would probably lay those points since it's at Notre Dame, since it's in South Bend. But they're a team, if they win out and they've already been through a pretty tough schedule – They'll be in the conversation for the college football playoff, but I do think with the one blemish and what could be fascinating is, and there are several of these scenarios that could unfold. If Oregon runs the table, they're a one-loss Pac-12 champ versus Ohio State is a one-loss Big Ten champ. Probably that's the situation that unfolds. Like, they played each other. We saw that matchup. If there's a scenario where Cincinnati, let's say they slip up, but they're a 12-1 and American champion and they lose to SMU, but then they beat them in the American championship game. And then Notre Dame's sitting there at 11 and one without a conference championship to play in. And their only loss was to that very same team. What committee going to do? I hope they're dying. Tell us what the regular season matters in college football. Are they going to ignore those matchups that happened on the field and go with the blue bloods and the brands of college football? I have a hunch they do, but I want to see them put in that spot so they're forced to make that decision. But I think that's one of the big flaws of the, the selection process that we use is it's just one big beauty pageant, and they've never really had those matchups in the regular season matter the way they like you think they matter. Who do you think should be the guy at USC? Um, I will say this. I'm glad that the Mike Tomlin sound happened yesterday, that Mike Tomlin shut that down, because I think USC alums and fans and even probably some in their administration and some of the people that are part of this search, I think they got served a dose of humble pie when Mike Tomlin basically shoved that door, you know, slammed the door shut in their face saying, no, that's not for me. There's no blank check out there because the reality is USC isn't the job it was 15 years ago. I think there's a guy that's perfect out there, but they like both sides need this to time up, and it's James Franklin. I think James Franklin wants this job. I think he's wanted out of Penn State. Ever since he saw that he beat Ohio State in the regular season and then they chose Ohio State, who didn't win the Big Ten, and I know Penn State had two losses, but they beat him head-to-head. I think ever since that moment, he said, oh, I'm fighting an uphill battle there. He's fighting an uphill battle in recruiting uh, against Ohio State. Perception. He's got to go up that mountain every single year. I think he wants to go somewhere else and be the big fish in the conference. And that's what USC would be in the Pac-12. I think they are kind of a good fit for each other. I think James Franklin likes the spotlight. I could absolutely sing it. Couldn't you see him bringing in Michael Keegan-Key to do the impression and bringing back Will Ferrell around the campus, bringing in some Hollywood flavor to that? He'd be outstanding on the recruiting trail. I think he, you know, bringing diversity to the coaching staff, all of those reasons. I think he's a great you know, he's a good coach, put the right coordinators in place. I think he could be the right fit. 
You saw him change agents to Jimmy Sexton, Sexton of CAA. All of it's kind of lining up. The only problem is James Franklin needs to make sure he's still the hot commodity he's been because that loss to Illinois this past weekend in nine overtimes was a rough look. Now they're going in as a, a heavy underdog to Ohio State. They better be competitive in that game, or else does James Franklin's star start to, start to, start to lose some of its shine? And all of a sudden, maybe even a USC who might have been a good match for him, they say, uh-oh, we need to make that big splash. We want a coach coming in here with some momentum, not somebody who's lost some momentum towards the end of the season. He's Danny Cannell. By the way, uh, uh, Bet Online has these really interesting odds. Alabama still the favorite to win the national championship. Doesn't it feel like you should? Georgia's the best team? Yes, from what we see now, I mean, you can't fault Georgia because their schedule's been weaker and Clemson's not as good as we thought they were. The one thing I will say is, is Bama's been tested, and they lost that test, right? They lost to College Station, but there's nothing worse than a, than a woken-up, angry, irritated Alabama team. And they've got their focus back, has been evidenced in the time since they've lost to Texas A&M. Now, the problem is, like, Georgia, we haven't seen anything from them that would give you any doubts about their dominance. They have dominated every opponent. What I will say is this. Alabama has offensive talent that we know can put up big numbers. I'm not so sure on Georgia yet, Doug. I mean, we've, we've seen a backup quarterback in Stetson Bennett, who's a great story. He's a former walk-on, and they've been running all through everybody. But no one's been able to put up points against this Georgia defense. I think the likes of Alabama, I think they could put up points against them in the SEC championship game. I think Ohio State, who's getting right at the right time, I think they could put up points against Georgia. I think maybe even Oklahoma. We know they would give up a boatload of points, but I think they would be able to score against Georgia's defense too. What happens when Georgia's offense gets tested and they have to respond and put up points against their you know, opponent? That's the one question mark. With, with Alabama, we know they can put up points and play defense. And that, to me, is probably why they have the slight edge here. But Georgia has the easier pass. Georgia gets the pass. If they lose in the SEC championship, they'll probably put them both in the playoffs and they get that benefit of the doubt, too. So there's a lot of reasons why you're probably right, why you should put Georgia over Alabama. I'm telling you, Ohio State, I think, is the best value at 5-1 to because they're getting right at the right time. And offense wins championships now. It's not all about defense. I agree with you. Great stuff. Danny Cannell. Check him out on social media. Check him out on SiriusXM. You're the best, DK. Thanks so much. Hey, Super Bowl, I want a Hoops rematch. Out in L.A., I'm going to be out there. Remember we did that? I think it was five years ago we played yeah, Hoops. Let's I, do it again. I, I tore my ACL three months ago. So oh, that's right. You're, you're rehabbing. By, by, by well, that's by. good. Then I have a chance against you. Okay. Thanks, DK. <laughs> See you, bud. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we play for you. Oh, actually, uh, let's get to all the stories today in the press. The Press. What up, Dan Byer? What do you got? Doug, this is what's up. Breeders' Cup 2021 with 14 championship races worth $31 million in purses and awards. The Breeders' Cup is two days of horse racing too big to miss. Learn more at breederscup.com slash 2021 or bet now at tvg.com. 
We've got a deal in the National Football League just coming down. The New Orleans Saints have acquired veteran running back Mark Ingram from the Houston Texans. Of course, Ingram started his career as a first-round draft pick of the Saints and now will return to New Orleans as they try to make a push for the postseason. Right. Snug Gottlieb right. Show, Fox Sports Radio. Right. Yeah, um, right. I that's fascinating, right? right. Isn't that interesting? Right. Getting right. the band back together and getting Mark Ingram back? Yes, and I do think that the Saints running game has uh, missed that lightning fa- or that thunder factor to Alvin Kamara's lightning. Plus, you kind of want to ease some of Kamara's load. Uh, of running and catching the football. He had 10 receptions this past Monday against the Seahawks. And remember, they don't have Taysom Hill right now. Still out, so those goal line carries as well as a a place where they could improve. Mm. Um, Okay. I, I, I watched the Saints play against Seattle, as most people did on Monday Night Football. And I thought they're, you know, when Kamara struggles, it's in between the tackles, right? Try and get that first down. I do think he fits what they need. Right. So that news just coming down. More news from the NFL. Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott will do individual work at, or did individual work at practice today. Officially considered limited, dealing with a calf strain. But right now, things on track for Dak to face the Vikings on Sunday Night Football. Hmm. Should um, be a good matchup. Yeah, it should be a good matchup. Mm. Dak's, I mean, that like Dak's having an MVP. Is he on your MVP pyramid? Yes, he is. How oh, high? Dak. It, Dak ended up being seventh in, in the uh, in the rankings this week, in the pyramid this week. Excuse me. It was a uh, it was a quite a, quite a matchup when you have guys on by. So him, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert didn't play, so they kind of stayed in their order. They just Seven. dropped the spot because Derek Carr was so good. But uh, but yeah, Cowboys and Vikings on. Sunday night. Moving on to some news from Major League Baseball. Dodgers president Andrew Friedman today addressed the future of one specific Dodger, specifically Trevor Bauer. It's no different than where we were in July, August, September. It's being handled by the league office as soon as something is decided. Obviously, we will come down and talk through it extensively with you guys. But until that happens, we have to kind of reserve comment. So... Kind of a no answer when it comes to the Dodgers pitcher. Yeah, I just I don't I don't see how he pitches again for the Dodgers. I'm not sure how he pitches again in Major League Baseball. You know, oh hey, there's the guy who punched a woman. Well, it was rough sex. Like it's just it's really hard one. The Cleveland Indians are being sued by the professional roller derby team in the city over the nickname Guardians, which is slated to be the MLB team's new moniker starting in 2022. The roller derby team, the Cleveland Guardians, began play in 2013. The Guardians claimed that the Indians franchise offered them a nominal fee after realizing that there was another team in town with that same name and then uh, wanted other uh, things with it. And the Guardian said, uh, thanks, but no thanks. And now they could be headed to court. Why that money? Yeah, that's basically they want, like, roller derby team, really? But <laughs> I think Guardians is a terrible name. Yeah, all right. They could give us, get us spiders. I, that was that was thought to be, I think, the, yes! the front runner because it was uh, their former yes! name. A game two of the World Series is tonight, but reports say that game four in Atlanta will have – uh, former President Donald Trump, or still President Trump, in attendance in that game. Yeah, well, president's one of those things where you're always called president, yeah. even you're not president anymore. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so I had to correct myself. Not the current president, but President Trump, expected to be at attendance for Saturday's game in Atlanta. Well, what else? 
Um, let's see. Zach Levine is out or is not going to be out with a thumb injury. Non-shooting hand, Doug. Partial ligament tear, but the Bulls guard says he's going to play through it, according to the athletic. It is what it is. So he's had torn ligament in what part of the hand? Um, I, I think it was in his thumb. Non-shooting. Uh, that's a... Yeah, that actually yeah. doesn't, if you don't thumb the ball, it actually doesn't, might actually help your shot. It depends upon if you got to wear a sling or not. That could make it difficult. I like the Bulls. I really like that team. It is what it is. It's- Lakers forward LeBron James out tonight against Oklahoma City. He's out because of that sore ankle. Yay. Yeah. I think he's getting a couple games off to refresh. And, and I think that's, they knew this. It's one of the reasons. They're, it's like the, you know, they're managing his, managing his minutes. That's why Russell Westbrook fits there. That is what it is. And that's the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. World Series Game 2. Here's the question with World Series Game 2. Can you pick the starting pitchers out of a lineup? Does anybody know who the starting pitchers are? Uh, of course, Dan Byron. Dan Byron knows everything. Like, I that don't dude know their faces, so hard. but you know, uh, Ke- Keedy's got a beard. Yeah, yeah. what? Well, and Max Freed. I like Max Freed and the Braves to go up two games to none. Why? Because he's Max Freed. It's Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.